the occult, the news, and plenty of booze. Welcome to the One Drunk Hole Podcast. Here's your host, Witch Dragon. Good morning, good day, good afternoon. This is Witch Dragon, and I am your host for the One Drunk Hope Podcast. I want to thank all the platforms that I'm able to voice my show on, starting from Anchor to Wisdom, Apple Podcasts, and beyond. I want to thank all my listeners for your, for your support, for your time, and I'm severely grateful for all of you. Or should I say sincerely grateful? Either way, you get the idea. I'm going to try not to make this a long show. And at least I can say I finally got the Bass episode done. And I feel pretty good about it. I mean, I'm sure I can always do better. Let's be serious. But I think I did pretty good considering. I only have one article today to read from MSN.com. And it won't be that long. I at least pre-read it. So it shouldn't be. And I think from time to time I'll read certain things from magazines as well. I mean, not the whole magazine, because that would take forever. But at least certain articles, at least the cover story, at minimum. I figured, since I get magazines, so I figure, why not? You know, just to break it up a little bit, because this is at least in part a variety show. So I figured, why not do that? I mean, it's not going to hurt. So, momentarily, we're going to get to the article, and then we'll get to, well, the main event. I'll try not to make the show too long, but I'm also not going to lie to you and say that's going to be a definite. This is me we're talking about, so you know sometimes I end up, most times I end up doing long shows. Sometimes I actually I don't. So, okay. But before we get going, we're just going to get right to the housekeeping. If you would like to book a reading with me, suggest a show idea or suggest products for me to review, or if you would actually like to send me some samples of products you have so I can shout you out, please email me at psiwork101 at yahoo.com. And of course, you can use that for my PayPal as well. Thank you. Okay, now we're done. Let's begin. Okay. So, Supreme Court debates Biden's student loan forgiveness plan today. Live update. Stories by John Frizzi. I, I pronounce his first name wrong all the time. I'll spell it. I do have a feeling I'm pronouncing it because I'm reading it wrong. F-R-I-T-Z-E. Chris Quintana? Or Quintana? I'll spell it. I really feel like I'm pronouncing this gentleman's name wrong, too. Or, or a lady, I don't know. I mean, I assume, because Chris can be a unisex name at this point. Q-U-I-N-T-A-N-A, Joey Garrison. Well, I hope, Joey Garrison, I hope I'm pronouncing his name wrong. Oh my goodness, it sounds like I am. Anyway, let me get on with this before I ramble on about that for five and a half hours. Okay, so, moving on. Washington, for more than four months, tens of millions of Americans have waited for a sign about whether President Joe Biden's four million yeah, I think I'm reading that four billion, I'm sorry. Oh my god, I almost passed out. Four billion student loan forgiveness plan is legal or whether it would be struck down by federal courts as a power grab. This is me shaking my damn head. In theory, it's a good idea. Here's the problem. I kind of wish he didn't promise that unless he was sure, or near sure, that could get through. Okay, I guess. I guess. Anyway, things happen. I mean, again, I'm sure being president or being in Congress is not an easy job, so let me not criticize because I don't work there. And frankly, the way I say it, I probably never will. I don't know if I'd want to. So let me not be judgy too much. Moving on. Of course, in my opinion, why it's college so damn high. Now, I'm not saying it has to be free, but I think it should be more affordable than it is. Maybe that should be another topic for another day. Makes me glad I never went to college. Not unless I was going to take conspiracy theory classes. 
And I only would have went because my friends, oh, some of them went. And that's not a good reason to go to college. Anyway, we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about this. Anyway, moving on. The Supreme Court. Oh, before I continue, in case you don't want my commentary on this article, the article is, you can go read it when you're ready, www.msn.com, and you, and you look through Politics Supreme Court Debates. You should be able to find it easily there. Okay. Or something like that. Anyway, moving on. The Supreme Court may finally provide some answers Tuesday through a decision is not expected until later this year. Later this year, excuse me. We all need to figure that out. And you've had how, many, how much time? I guess, girl. Boy, whatever. Moving on. Over the course of several hours, the nine justices will, will hear oral arguments in two cases challenging Biden's plan. Of course they will. The plaintiffs in both assert that the administration exceeded authority by attempting to grant debt relief to, to an estimated $4 million, $40 million, sorry, $40 million people. Y'all need to get this together, okay? I'm sorry. Y'all need to get this together. Either do it or don't at this point. Don't lie to people. Don't don't keep people hanging. That's like, okay, I guess people think that's okay too. No, it's not. Like I said, and I'll say it again. This is why I think college should be affordable. Maybe not necessarily free, but affordable than it is, where people wouldn't need to go into debt. Then again, what do I know? I, I think I I'm sure I'm oversimplifying it. I just know I am. But still, whatever. So moving forward, starts. Day tomorrow. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's just this one. Whatever. Never mind. Here's a look at what's happening in the Supreme Court. Oh, I wish they would. John Roberts. Oh, girl, I guess I can pronounce his name. Drills Biden administration over separation of powers. I feel like saying, how's that working out for you? In a troubling sign for the prospects of Biden's student loan program, Chief Justice or Chief Justice, I like to pronounce that nice. Chief Justice John Roberts smacked down the central premise of the administration's legal argument that the president had the authority to act unilaterally. Hold on, god damn it. And I know that word too, that's just fucked up on my part. I'm sorry, y'all. Unilaterally. There we go, I got it. Oh my goodness. That's bad when I actually can't pronounce that word. To wipe out student loan debt without Congress. Mm-hmm. Seems to me everyone thinks they can do something like this. Like, but okay, I guess. In my opinion. We take very seriously the idea of separation of powers and the power that should be divided to prevent its abuse, Robert said. I'm just going to say, if that was the case, eh, never mind. I don't got enough strength and tolerance for my friend with Sanders and Sanders anyway. Or myself, so, hmm, I guess. Robert said the student loan case reminded him of a case in 2020 in which the Supreme Court, in a 5-4 decision, blocked unilateral, hey, I got it that time, action by former President Donald Trump to dismantle the Obama-era Dreamers program for undocumented immigrants. Yeah, that was fun, too. I mean, at least he's equal opportunity about it. So I will give that person that, so it seems. I'll give him, I'll give Roberts that one. He at least seems equal opportunity. I respect that, though. That's just, you know. This is a case that presents extraordinary, serious, important issues about, about the role of Congress and about the role that we should exercise in scrutinizing the significance. Joey Garrison, he went on. Freshman year and already in debt. Ridiculous. See, that's a problem I have. While y'all arguing about this mess, Y'all ain't giving people an answer one way or the other. Oh, no. It's a touch longer than I thought, but, you know, the rest of it actually is important. So let me just get to this. Because it actually is important. But maybe this is the last part of the article. Okay, anyway. So, moving on, Antoine McPherson and Justice Station, both 19 and Justice Station, okay, that's her name, or his name, or somebody's name, anyway, whatever, whoever's name, both 
2018 came to Washington from North Carolina for the day to rally for student debt forgiveness, even though it won't apply to them. at North Carolina A&T are still freshmen and have already accumulated thousands in debt. I've come to understand early how much debt I'll have if I continue on, said Ms. Arson, who's from Chicago and chose to attend the North Carolina school because it was a relatively inexpensive historical black college and university, HBU. Now I know what HBU more or less stands for now. All right. Even if he gets minimum wage job after college, he said... He wouldn't be able to pay off what he owes. Say you make a certain amount in a year, you really don't make that amount because you're paying it back, he said. So you work hard just to pay it back. Hmm. Again, this is why I wish people would really think about this. All right, I said that point already, so we're going to move on. McFarson, which I hope I'm pronouncing that person's name right, but I may not. I'm so sorry. said he's not too optimistic about the prospect of Biden's debt cancellation plan, given the conservative leanings of the high of the high court. Then, however, is more hopeful that our efforts aren't going to waste. I hope not to waste. Is there any hope going to waste? I don't think it's fair that as students, most of us being so young, that we have so much of a burden of paying off the debts that we barely have our own lives figure out. Yes, well, that is true. Debt could limit me in terms of whether I want a house in the future, my career, if I want to open a business, station It would all be way harder if I have to pay back money just for an education that should be free. See, Elewon, I think is the next part. See, I kind of agree that college should be free, at least, not maybe not Ivy League schools, okay, maybe not that. But I mean like community college and stuff like that. Shouldn't that be free? Or, if not free, at least word, and, I, and I'm making this way longer than I should, you know what, this is important, so I'm, I hope everyone understands. I'm trying to think. Okay, maybe not Ivy Leagues like Yale or stuff like that. Okay, maybe they shouldn't be free. I think affordable, but okay, fine. But I mean like community college, even two-year colleges, junior college, I think is what they call them. Shouldn't that be free? Or at least, again, if not free, then at least they're very affordable. See, again, I, I keep going back and forth on this because, unfortunately, taxpayers pay way too many taxes for BS and don't get anything out of it. Not enough. So, I actually understand that, you know, why taxpayers complain about this. But, at the same time, shouldn't Shouldn't we want to, at least, if not Ivy League schools, then at least junior college and and local colleges be free, or at least near free, or at least very extremely affordable? Because we want our, people always say we want our young to go to college, we want this, we want that. So aren't we taking a risk, shouldn't we take that risk to invest in our students, our children, to go to college? Again. Let me also say, in fairness, that I'm not unhappy I didn't go to college, because I don't think I would have gone for the right reasons. And I technically, the only thing me going to college now would necessarily be right either. So I'm not talking about me, per se. I'm talking about the past and now, maybe more now than ever. And also, I know I'm kind of getting off the track, but yet yeah, I'm on the track, so bear with me, and I'll, get, and I'll finish the article, I promise. I'm just like, we always want people, oh, you should go to college, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm also going to be honest and say, should we make, again, I'll say it one more time. I know I'm a broken record, but I really want emphasis this time. Where's my pen? I don't want to get that. Give me a second. I hope you do. But should we want to invest in our young to go to college? To either make it free? Not necessarily the books or anything. I just meant the tuition itself. You know, I understand you have to pay for all the other stuff. That's fine. You have to make money somewhere. I get it. But shouldn't we 
make it free or at least near free for students and their and their families, or at least make it affordable. I mean, from what I understand, and I can't and I can't remember where I heard this from, so I could be wrong in where I'm hearing it. Once upon a time, I heard that college actually was free until somehow it wasn't. I don't know when that happened. I don't even know where I heard it, or at least I don't remember where I heard it. So I could be wrong. So take what I'm saying with a grain of salt on that one. But it just seems to me it's just too extreme now. Now, don't get me wrong. Of course, universities have to make money. Of course. And they have a right to make money. Hell, their teachers probably should get paid more. I'm not arguing that. But it just seems to me it's so disproportionate. Now, do I do I actually understand the whole thing? Clearly, like I said, I never went to college, never had true aspirations of going to college, and I'm fine with that. But, and I'm sure it's much more complicated than I'm making it sound. I'm sure it is. Clearly it is. I don't know. And I actually had a discussion about this recently with with my friend's college-age children. Well, they're adults. Children, not, they're not children, they're just, they're college-age you know what I mean, whatever. And they actually had mixed feelings about student loan debt. I mean, they could see where it could be good to wipe them out, and then on the other hand, that could cause a problem too. So I'm not saying this is actually an easy subject. It's actually not. And even then, after talking to them, they actually had some sense. And I, I think I understand it, but I'm sure I don't fully. And I'm more or less okay with that, but it's like for people who this really affects, is so unfair. I mean, I know life is, of course life is unfair, but do we have to make it more unfair for people? I don't know. But let me also say, in all fairness, before I continue, I am going to continue with the article, I really promise. I know I'm kind of getting off track with everybody, and I apologize. It's, I felt this was an important section. Maybe it's not, but eh, you'll be fine. But in my opinion, I don't think college is for everybody. And I don't, and I think people, if they're smart enough, and, and I think most people are, or at least have the a great entrepreneurial spirit or whatever, can actually find a career, or make a career without necessarily going to college, or at least, you know, going into debt doing it. Maybe taking a class here and there every so often, you know, that's fine. There's always ways to educate yourself. So I don't think everyone's college material because there's always trade schools. There's always other types of way of educating yourself to become an entrepreneur if that's what you want. Or find out good paying job. It's not a great paying job without a college degree. There is ways to do it, I'm sure. I don't know. It is what it is, I guess. It's just sad that that's where we're at today. But at the same time, just because I think not everyone's college material doesn't mean I think people are dumb. It just means there's other ways of educating yourself. There's other ways to get to the same place. So, okay. So. Let me continue back on, on this discussion. I know I'm taking forever. And I know I said I wouldn't make this long, but it turns out this is longer than I thought it was going to be. Which, which, don't worry, this is the first and last article I'm reading. Outside my commentary. So, here we go. So, what is Molia? Or M-O-H-E-L-A? So what is the okay? So what is Mohila? The justices have gone back and forth over the role of the Higher Education Loan Authority of the State of Missouri, or as it's better known, Mohila. I might be pronouncing that wrong. Don't get me there. It's a quasi-state agency in Missouri, or Missouri, that serves federal serves federal loans nationally. Oh, the justices asked if Mohila suffering financial losses as a result of the debt program would be enough for Missouri to bring a case against the federal government. I don't even have a comment on this. Moheba has previously stated it did not have a role in Missouri's litigation. Okay. Moheba is a server of the manages the federal government's public service loan forgiveness program and its initiative against the racist debt that those working in the public sector. Okay, so alright. Chris Portana. I guess this is their part. Easy question for conservatives 
signal option to right. Three members of a Supreme Court conservative wing, Justice, Chief Justice, John Roberts and Associate Justice Clarence Thomas, oh my God, and Samuel Alito, have focused on heavily on whether the Biden administration has the authority to excuse its It's a very, it's very early in the argument. A, a lot can shift over the course of the next several hours. So it's not a great time for Biden when there's so much focus on the merits of this case rather than a debate, rather than a debate about whether the, the correct platform filed suit in the case. Alito zeroed in on arguments Biden has been making that the court is skeptical to meet standards for when a president can't act alone, shouldn't apply. The administration has asserted that the standard has previously been used to access regulations, not benefit programs. Drawing a distinction between benefit program and other programs seems to be presumed when it comes to the administration of benefit programs. Trillion dollar here, trillion dollars there doesn't really make that much difference to Congress. Alito said, "I guess so." John Frist, justices question half a trillion possibilities for Biden's second. Justices presented the Biden administration lawyer on the projected four billion. Oh my God, I'm gonna pass out again. Cost of Biden's actions to forgive student loan debt, suggesting such a move goes beyond the 2003 Heroes Act that allows the president to waive or modify loan forgiveness. Congress shouldn't have been surprised when a half a trillion dollars is wiped off the book, Chief Justice John Roberts said. Associate Justice Sonia Sotomayor. One of the three liberal justices echoed Roberts' questioning. How do we deal with it? How do you deal with it? That seems to favor an argument that this is a major challenge, Sotomayor said. U.S. Solicitor General Elizabeth Kolegar said canceling student loan debt is not based on regular authority, but the administration of a benefit program. Perfectly logical for Congress to broadly empower the executive to provide benefits, especially in a crisis situation or an emergency like we've seen with COVID. Of course, this is the George Harris news. Quote Clarence Thomas, John Roberts used the first question to question by himself. Associate John Clarence, Associate Clarence. Try that one more time. Associate Justice. Clarence Thomas started off the argument Tuesday questioning, under what authority the administration seeks to cancel student loans? The law Biden relied on gives the administration power to waive or modify loan prevention. Is what Biden did a waiver or a modification? Thomas presents. Presents. Press. There's no explicit provision in the law that allows the loans to be canceled, Thomas pointed out. Chief Justice John Roberts picked up the same argument. We're talking about a half a trillion dollars to 43 million, billion, million Americans, Roberts said. How does that fit under the normal definition of modify? Continuing on by John, Supreme Court arguments underway in buying student loan forgiveness. Supreme Court's arguments over President Joe Biden's student loan programs got underway a little after 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Representing the Biden administration is starting off the argument in Solicitor General Elizabeth Prolonger. Prolonger told the court that without the plan, defaults and delinquencies will surge. Congress impressively authorized the loan forgiveness during emergency Say again, his part. Katana Brown, Katani Brown, Jackson hands down first marriage option. option. Opinion. Justice, Associate Justice 
Penny, excuse Penny Brown Jackson, handed down her first mare to Penny Tuesday in a battle between fate over who gets the custody of the handing money first. Jackson wrote for an unanimous court that has a general matter that custody should go to the state where the product was produced. Well, that makes sense. By tradition, the court tries to assign the least the least senior justice option that is unanimous. Hundreds gather outside the Supreme Court for student loan forgiveness and debate. Okay, we're almost done. Hundreds of protesters gather outside the Supreme Court on Tuesday ahead of the arguments about Biden's student loan forgiveness program, most of whom appear to support the plan. Some parents on that right to cancel student debt. Others proclaim that student debt cancellation is illegal. They chanted phrases throughout, such as, debt, student debt is crushing me. Education is a right. See, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I just know, I just think it's a lot harder. I, I don't know. I go back and forth on it. I don't disagree, but obviously something has to give. Like I said, if it's a state college, yeah, I actually agree. Now, if it's an Ivy League college, to me it's a lot easier. Sadly, yeah, you have to pay for that. But a state college or a junior college, yeah, I can go with that a little bit more. But again, that's me. And even then, I might be making it easier than it is. I mean, I act like I, I, I'm not. Let's make sure I spell that name on the right time. Okay. The turnout appeared to be the long, largest since the high court held arguments last year in the blockbuster affirmative action case. Elena or Elena Reed, 26, said efforts to preserve Biden's debt relief program are not no are no brainer. That millions of Americans are subject to insurmountable debt that they're unable to pay off with their jobs. Doing so is obviously wrong. Agreed. Totally. Said Reed, who has about seventeen thousand in debt in student loans. Instead of a billion, no, that's going to be more zero. It's going to be zero. Anyway, it's a lot of money. Student debt relief. Issue passed into so many different groups of people today. So I'm going to say Le Wong. Supreme Court denied student loan challenges before. Before the Supreme Court scheduled arguments in today's student loan cases, it had twice before backed at lawsuits challenging the program. Associate Justice Amy Coney Barrett. In November, denied a challenge to the loan forgiveness program from a conservative local group on behalf of two people entitled to automatic cancellation of the debt. The plaintiffs claimed that the automatic cancellation would create excess tax liability under state law. <clears throat> a month later, the court battled away a lawsuit from Wisconsin and ta Wisconsin taxpayer group. The reason there are so many lawsuits in that group opposed to the program that has been attempting to find a plaintiff who has standing, in other words, who can demonstrate that they are injured by the upset in the way that allows them to challenge it in federal court. Whether the plaintiff, whether the current plaintiff has standing will be a central part of the argument today as well. So I'm busy again. He said, Biden, I have your back on student loans. Biden addressed the student loan litigation briefly during remarks Monday night. My administration is making our case to the Supreme Court, and I'm confident the legal authority carry out that claim there is. The president said at a White House ceremony celebrating Black History Month, I promise you I got your back. And uh, Garrison, plaintiff, there, there is a student loan crisis. Plaintiff challenging Biden's student loan forgiveness plan acknowledge that the current student loan system isn't working. They, they said they said that they don't. Biden's plan will work. There is a student loan crisis in the country. Karen Harn, she's the chief legal office officer for the Job Creators Network Foundation, said on a call with reporters, reporters Monday that this crisis cannot and will not be solved by the president creating a four billion for four million messed up now behind closed doors without any input from Congress or Senate. American question of the question is by question. Biden's student debt forgiveness plan dead. Rough ride ahead. Biden will be playing defense on student loans at the Supreme Court. Good. I think I mentioned it. 
the group is representing two borrowers, one who who didn't qualify for forgiveness because her loans are held by a private commercial entity, and another who didn't qualify for the maximum possible relief because he wasn't a Pell Grant recipient and he refused to pay. I don't know what any of those are, by the way. At least the first one I can kind of figure out. Buying houses would wipe away twenty thousand worth of debt for borrowers who who also use a Pell Grant to pay tuition. Pell Grants are awarded to students from low-income families. We also want to raise ten thousand in debt for most other borrowers. Plan B on student loan security is White House Democrat. With many experts predicting President Joe Biden is in for a rough argument Tuesday over his. Again, with a passed out four million billion, oh my god, billion student loan security plan. And a natural question has come up readily repeatedly in recent days. If there are plans the administration to tackle is ultimately struck down. He is forced to White House press secretary Karine James Green answering the question that we are very much confident in our legal authority. James Green told reporters Monday echoing the answer she gave the same question Friday that this is our Justice Department I've taken all the way to the Supreme Court. Translation, if there's a backup plan, the administration isn't ready to talk about it. Uh, they're not. If not, at least, at least not yet. If not a surprise plan, a major element of litigation is whether the administration used the right law to set up the loan forgiveness program. A acknowledging the administration is combining the federal student statutes looking for the same other way to authorize the program which gives ammunition. A M M U N I T I O N to the plaintiffs to the eve of the argument. Okay, maybe that is ammunition. Anyway, this is also by John Christian and Jim Garrison. Thomas. Justice Thomas wrote of crashing waste of student loans. The Supreme Court, the Supreme Court, like a call, that was funny. Won't have far to look if we want, if, if it wants a personal take on the crushing weight of student debt that underlies the Biden administration's college loan forgiveness plan. Associate Justice Clarence Thomas was in his mid 40s in his, in his third year on the nation's highest court when he paid off the last of the debt from his time at Yale Law School. Thomas, the court's longest-serving justice, hmm. staunchest conservative, staunchest, yeah, I think I pronounced that wrong, so no, I'm sorry, conservative has been skeptical of other Biden administration initiatives, well, that's fine, whatever, and the other Supreme Court hears arguments Tuesday involving President Joe Biden's debt relief plan that would wipe away up to 20000 in outstanding student loans. Thomas is not likely to vote in the administration. So be it. Want to know everything to know about the student loan forgiveness plan, which is in highlighted in blue. Plan B highlighted in blue. Okay, in conclusion, yeah, we're almost done. Okay, longer than I thought. But, oh well. But the injustice own experiences can be relevant to how they approach a case, and alone among them, Thomas has written about the growth student loans played in his financial story. A few a fellow law students a fellow law school student even suggested Tom Thomas declares bankruptcy after graduating to get out from under the crashing weight of all my, my student loans. He just as wrote in his best-selling 27, I mean, 2007, memoir, My Grandfather's Son, he rejected the idea. Biden proposed wiping away 20,000 worth of debt for borrowers who also use a pen for Okay, so it's pretty much saying the same thing in conclusion. So, basically, they just went on to say, Biden proposed the wiping away 20000 worth of debt for borrowers who also use a Pell Grant to pay tuition. Pell Grants are awarded to students from low-income families, which we read about. Okay, the Fed also wants to wipe 10000 Okay, we read that already. Okay. Only borrowers with an income less than 120000 or 250000 for married couples would be able to have any debt forgiven. 
about $26 million applied for debt relief for lawsuit stops the entire program and its track, and of course $16 million were, were approved to have a portion or depending on their balance. All their debt is erased for now. Applications are closed by Nick or Nick, Nick Beer, Sal, and Chris Altana. And there's pretty much it. Now, if you want to read this whole article without my commentary, please go to msn.com. Look for Supreme Court debate Biden's three months. All right. Oh, and that was a mouthful. So let's begin with the main event, finally. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I'm glad I wrote it. But I mean, I mean, read, read it. I'm glad I read it. But, oh, that was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Not necessarily a bad thing, but oh, longer than it was. Okay. So, finally on to the main event, y'all, because, oh, I can't even. So here's the thing. So why the title of the show, you may ask? Well, Witch Dragon is my name, and it's my name legally now. April was when I finally had it done, of last year. It's almost been a year since Witch Dragon took my legal name. Yay! Almost my anniversary of my name. But it's not a new name, though. That's the thing I think some people don't understand. Some people do, some people don't. It's always been my name, at least since my 20s. But, it wasn't just an online moniker that I took up 20-something years ago. It was to reflect who and what I really am, who and what I truly am. Not just being a witch, not just being magically inclined, if you will, but being a dragon, being a shifter. Not that I used the term shifter back then, but nonetheless. But being a dragon, nonetheless, is really what I'm talking about. It's to reflect at least parts of who I am. To truly embrace that. And I always, it, it, it always felt right to me. It just came to me one day when I was making my first email. And well, it kind of stuck and everything kept leading to me that, that it really is who I am. The name I had originally, frankly that person died a long time ago, especially after my kidnapping and what David did and all the stuff we talked about in the last episode if you want to go check it out please go ahead but no that person died a long time ago but I just I just was always part of me I was always trying to reclaim part of my life that was stolen from me until years later I finally had to come to realize that person that person was gone for a long time and I never liked my name quite frankly Partly because my parents didn't actually give it to me. My surrogate, my host name, whatever the hell you want to call it. Well, frankly, I have a few other choice words to call it. But we'll leave that for another day. So my own parents didn't really get the name. And I never really liked the name that I had previously. So I guess theoretically it should have been easier for me to change my name. But I guess I just didn't think people would respect it or call me that enough. And I can't say I was entirely wrong, but maybe if I realized it wasn't so much about them, but it was about me, well, I could be happy. That maybe I could have saved myself a lot of time and a lot of grief and a lot of pain and finally just change it and get it over with. But I also realized maybe I wasn't ready to do that. Because Witch Dragon has always been my name, at least since my 20s, kind of like Carly from General Hospital. So... I can relate to that. Now, I admit Witch Dragon is an unusual name for a person, for a full-time name, not just a magic name or a shifter name or whatever name. But it is who I am. It is what I am. I understand that it's weird for people, and that's probably not going to change. But I no longer feel I have to live a lie anymore. I no longer want to separate both aspects of myself. I admit I can be a bit of an extremist. Hell, I admit I can go overboard. And I admit I make mistakes. And I can't really say I'm not going to stop making mistakes. I'm probably going to continue. Not purposely. Not in a mean way. But honestly, it's the human and non-human of me to make mistakes. 
a sentient being that makes mistakes. How can I not? But regardless of how I've made mistakes or how I've triumphed, Witch Dragon is really who I am. Now, some people have said, give me one sec, please. Now, some people have said a rose by any other name is still a rose. They're not wrong, but I don't know if they fully understand it. Although, in their defense and their credit, I don't know if I fully understood it at the time. And maybe I don't fully understand it now. But my former name wasn't who I am. At least not now. Maybe once upon a time, but I never liked it. It never felt right. It never felt like me. Now, not to make as someone, not to say, you know, it's rough. She said not to put 20 on 10. By the way, you should check out her show on YouTube. But the truth is, seriously, that other name, the dead name, really wasn't me. At minimum, it wasn't me for years. And in truth, I never liked it anyway. But it went beyond not liking it. And I don't know how to explain it without sounding extra. So if I'm extra, I'm extra, I'm sorry, but that's where I'm at. I, it just felt like I was just pretending to be a different person. And I guess I was. But now that my name is you know, Witch Dragon, and I know I'm emphasizing it a lot, but I want you to understand, this is who I am. This has always been who I am. And yes, I know I'm repeating myself, but again, I just want to emphasize some things so you understand. To the best of your ability. And I have very smart listeners, so I know y'all can get it. Y'all are amazing. Thank you. But the problem is, I wish other people in my life would understand that, or at least would try to respect it, or at least shut up if they can. You know, I had someone who asked, which I don't really consider that much of a friend, but an acquaintance is kind of annoying most of the time. Lovely person that she is, it's just a no for me. She asked me, well, have you thought if you do you know, work, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, how that's going to be when you change your name. I was like, I felt like saying, ma'am, I'm not some child. I'm an adult. Which is, I hate to admit it, but I'll admit it. I'm past my 30s. I know what I'm doing. I put decades into thinking like this. And frankly, the last four, five, six, seven, ten years, I actually put some thought into it on and off. I was just always too scared to do it. Am I going to tell her that? No. Because frankly, it's none of her business. And I have a mother. I don't need another one. And even my mother is actually okay with it. She was actually like, well, what took you so long? She knew I always hated myself. So. And I haven't felt like that person in decades anyway, like I said. Anyway, moving on. I can keep repeating the same thing over and over again. But for real. Yes, I've thought about that. Plus, also, going with my content creating and my readings and so on and so forth, it kind of actually fits. I don't know if it necessarily helps me anymore, but it hasn't hurt either. So, if anything, it just makes more sense. So, how about that? Anyway. Like, I don't know. People assume I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I try not to assume she assumed it, but it's just like, man, what? I feel like I'm not the actual person to be asking me all that. Hush. Now, someone else who actually is a close friend, a dear friend even, asked me that. I didn't take it the wrong way because it came from her. You know, and it was a fair, at least how she asked it was a fair question. I said, okay, well, I'm happy for you. Congratulations. You know, that was fine. So, so I guess it depends on who asked. But I'm also like, at this point, I know what I'm doing. Now, I will admit after what happened with that guy that since he suggested I do it, you know, and so on and so forth, and, that's, and, and after what happened, I guess that was why I was just, I wanted to, partially. He, I admit after what happened was a trigger, it was a factor. Him even suggesting it to me was a trigger, was a factor, because I don't like most of my family, and honestly, I'm sure as time goes by, minus my husband, my children, my grandchildren, mother, and certain relatives who are more, I should say, distant. The rest of my probably won't talk to you that much. The rest of my current feet anyway. So changing my name probably is even less of a factor in that area. It will help me just get away from them further. 
contract, fine. But, no, he didn't make me change my name. He didn't cause it, but he was a trigger to finally stop being afraid and just do it. So, ultimately, it was there. But with him triggering me with what happened, it just helped me realize it's just time to do something about it. And I will say, I guess I'll always, even though we're not on speech to terms, which I think I'm finally great with that for, even though I think you did gaslight me, and all the bullshit I've been told you all about, that we're not going to go into that again. I'll always be grateful for, for that. So I won't kick him in the shoe. Now, I don't advocate violence. I'm just making a point. Metaphorically speaking, I won't kick him in the shoe. I don't advocate violence. never a right to be violent towards anyone. Unless you're self-defense. But that's not self-defense. So, metaphorically speaking, I do not advocate violence, period. But metaphorically speaking, I won't kick him in the shoe. Or at all. Okay. Just want to make sure I say that. Point that out. I don't want people to think I'm advocating violence or domestic violence. No, no we're not, not advocating that. No, 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 ma'am. No, sir. Okay, anyway. But, for real, I digress. I digress. Ultimately, in my heart, in my spirit, I know this is the right thing for me to do. And this time, it didn't even take me that long. Like, when I made my last name Brown Bear and Nico's last name, that took a little longer because my handwriting sucked. And I had to get an ombudsman to do all that. But luckily, since I had my friend to write it out for me this time, I think that kind of helped to make it less time. And I didn't have to even go to court this time. It was amazing. It actually happened boom, boom, boom. I was like, I was expecting it to happen a little longer. But no, the judge approved it, didn't have to go into court. It was great. I still have to change my passport and my current name, but, you know, and a few other things. But those are minor, but I got, at least I got all the important parts done. So I'm happy about that. And it felt right. I think it was right. Now, some people have some time adjusting, and it's been a year. Now, obviously, I understand in the beginning, it's hard for people to remember my name. I get it. You know, I get it. So, I do understand that. And I have to understand, for them, it wasn't as long. Whereas, for me, it's been decades, really, longer. But for them, it happened. So, I try to give people... Hold on. I know I spoiled my words there. I try to give people a grace period because just because for me it was longer doesn't mean for them it wasn't as much. They're just realizing it. And I have to understand that. It's a lot better now. But man, that f this first year has been, oh God, the hardest. On that regard. On that regard. But again, it's all part of the process, I suppose, more ways than one. But the problem is, and another flip side, when it comes to this community or communities, depending on which one you're talking about, be it Beat Vamp, be it Magic Call, or whatever, all the books, in some cases, it's like ever since Fuck Books made me use my, at the time, dead, well, now dead name, then legal name. But anyway. People insist on calling me that, even though I've always introduced myself as Witch Dragon. That's the thing that pisses me off. I'm like, you know what my name is. You've always known. I keep introducing myself as such. My fiance will hear. I'm sorry. It's like, come on. For real? Are you serious? Ugh. And it's been going that way. And I, and I swear sometimes I think people do it purposely. Now, I shouldn't assume that. But that's what it seems like. Doesn't mean I'm right what it seems like, and I think it's kind of disrespectful, especially when I've always introduced myself as such, but okay, I guess, but then again, maybe maybe they, I don't know, let me not assume, but if, but if I am right, then that's fucked up, and if I'm wrong, then I'm sorry for assuming anything. And then we'll just call him Frank, then I recently called Frank, again, I mean, he's starting to kind of remember it, but not really. He's like, well, I'm just so used to calling you that, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? I understand that, but fine, be better to call it by my current name. You know, I know it's new to you, and I have to understand that. Well, for me, it's old hat. 
for you it's not, but I need you to try to be a little better about that, especially since sometimes you'd be a little insulting and tell me cockamamie stories that, you know, prove once again you have time for everyone else but me. I'm kind of getting sick of that too, by the way. And act like I'm this and that, but honestly, you'd keep flipping. Back and you keep flip-flopping back and forth. Oh, I love you, or I care about you, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know. We're not going to go into all that, but the point is, I'm getting kind of sick of this bullshit, basically. To make a drawn-out story short, and it kind of gets on my nerves. I'm kind of over it at this point, but whatever. But I guess the point that I'm trying to make, to make a drawn-out, long-ass story short, is I'm going to need people to call me by my name. My name, once again, I know I'm emphasizing it a lot, is Switch Dragon. I need people to remember that. I need people to be better about that in, in my life. Especially as I keep mentioning it. And for the most part, in most circles, people have known me as Witch Dragon for decades. People just need to be a little more respectful and call me. And I'm going to need Facebook to ha change my other name, my other account to Witch Dragon, and not just my middle name either, by the way. That's some bullshit. Especially when my ID says Witch Dragon. Especially when I went through the legal process of changing it. So you don't have that excuse anymore, folks. Whatever. You know, that's going to be fixed one way or the other, I guess. I'm just sick of people thinking it's okay not to call me by my name because they don't like it. I don't care if you don't like it. You have the right to your feelings. Just call me by my goddamn name. I have to call everyone else by what they ought to be called, as I should, especially if you're an adult. So I'm an adult, you call me what, what I want to be called. Whatever. In closing, it's still a process. But I think I'm but I think I'm getting okay. Eventually. So for now, I'll just leave you here. I want to thank you all for your support. I want to thank you all for your time. It means a lot to me that you've given me your your energy your time, and your, your generosity to me. Thank you. I feel a lot better getting this out, and I hope this helps people to help them become their most authentic and true selves. Power of the Gospel of God. Switch Dragon over and out. If you would like to support this show, please go to my Venmo at W-I-C-C-H-Dragon slash D-E-F-O-X-S-S-A slash D-E-E-R Again at W-I-C-C-H Dragon slash D-E-F-O-X-S-S-A slash D-E-A-R-S-S. Thank you for your support and, and your time. It means a lot to me.